Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as Freddie and Harry. With Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman. appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. Sirius X and Channel 80 and always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Ten minutes away, give or take a second or two for the best and worst of your sports weekend. Harry's going to have the best. I'm going to have the worst. You put it together. It's three up and three down that comes your way in about 10 minutes. And many people wondering, the best of times with Wake Forest situation involving the upset of Duke on Saturday turned to a lot of discussions about the best and worst when it comes to court storming. Duke loses, number eight in the country, even though Wake Forest favored that game, but Duke loses 83-79. to And Kyle Filipowski, Blue Devil star player, a man who many people believe could be a lottery pick next year in the NBA draft, he appeared to have suffered an injury after a fan running by him collided with him as he walked toward the locker room tunnel. He was hobbled, had to be helped off the court amid all that chaos. And according to after that, when they examined him, he suffered a knee injury in the collision. Check out what he, Kyle Filipowski, had to say. And then his coach, John Sire, Duke head coach, about court storming and why these kind of things have to stop sooner than later. I felt a bunch of hits on my body. I, you know, I just, this one was the worst of them. It's just really ridiculous of, of how that situation is handled. Did you feel like any of it was, was on purpose or was it incidental? I mean, if, punch, I've like already it? heard that there's some videos of getting punched in the back. And so I absolutely feel like it was personal, intentional for sure. You know, like I said, was, there's, there's no reason where they see a big guy like me trying to work my way out the court and they, they can't just work around me. You know, there's no excuse for that. I'm more concerned about the, the well-being of our guys. You know, Flip sprains his ankle. When are we going to ban court storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it, it's a dangerous thing. You look around the country and Caitlin Clark, something happens. And now Flip, I don't know what his status is going to be. He sprains his ankle. And it's one thing, like, when I played, at least it was 10 seconds in the court, you know, you would storm the court. Now it's the buzzer doesn't even go off, and they're they're running on the floor. And this has happened to us a bunch this year. It's part of it. We need to be better. We need to learn from this. That needs to stop. What happened to Kyle Filipowski, you don't want happening in college athletics. You also don't want to happen to Caitlin Clark or anyone who's been injured in the past from this situation. But, Freddie, I ask myself, does the – does College sports does the do the NCAA do they want this to stop, right? Do do these athletic directors, do these commissioners, do they really want it to stop when mm-hmm. you have some of the most iconic moments of college athletics happening when these things occur, right? We see it across the landscape of basketball, and that's the season that we're in right now. But yeah. I remember vividly, like two years ago. Being at Neyland Stadium that holds over 100,000 and Alabama playing Tennessee and Tennessee winning that football game and fans rushing onto the football field. I remember times being in college and 
losing to Rutgers on a Thursday night in which you were there for that yes, one. Yes, I was. And being on the losing side of that and, you know, having to deal with the field storming, did it bother me? No, it didn't. It was, I felt like it was a part of college athletics. And then mm-hmm. winning against West Virginia on a Thursday night in Miami on my birthday and, and the Louisville Cardinal fans storming the football field. And I know football is different from basketball, but I think when you look at college athletics, one of the things that separates them from professional sports is the love and the passion that the fans have for their college teams. No doubt. No matter what the sport is. So I don't know if the people up top really want this to be cut out of their sports because it also takes away from what they may also deem as historic Mm -hmm. for certain matchups and certain games and certain wins that smaller schools may have versus quality opponents. One of the things about what you just said, and it really triggered in my mind, they don't worry about the student-athlete line and how that's supposed to be valued. They worry about the money line. And the court storming is good for business. Field storming is good for business. So the minute that I heard that question put out there, should court storming be banned, I said, y'all can let that balloon go because they're not going to do that. That's a recruiting tool because right now if you're Wake Forest and you're the sports information department, what's the first thing that you're going to put when people click on Wake Forest basketball? I guarantee you know it's going to be in the front page of that? What happened on Saturday when they had a court storming situation and they took down number eight Duke? Because believe me, if Virginia Tech was number eight in the country and Wake Forest beat them, they're not storming the court. Nothing is Virginia Tech, but they're not Duke. They're not North Carolina. They're not Kentucky. They're not Alabama football. They're not Notre Dame football. They're not Ohio State. None of th- this only happens when you're a program that wants to matter, and you know you're not going to matter. But for that five-minute period, that 10-minute period you can have a court storming, it's because you beat somebody that always matters. That's why you see this. The only time you can really say about a field storming incident in which two teams mattered was the kick six that Auburn had versus Alabama. That's one of the most historic college football plays in the history of college football and involved two main rivals that had that situation because if the situation was reversed, Alabama fans would have been on that field storming the field because of how it happened involving those two rivals. But usually anytime you have a court storming situation, it's because the team that's doing it, the fans that are doing it, their team's not any good. Their team has not been anywhere near of the history and part of a historic program when it comes to Duke. So all of a sudden, you're going to ask the NCAA, to your point, Harry, to say that this has been good for business all these years. We hate the fact that a guy like Kyle Filipowski suffered an injury when Duke lost to Wake Forest, or that Caitlin Clark could have been seriously injured when she collided with a fan and Iowa lost to the Ohio State University. They're willing to look at that as collateral damage. You know why? Because they've always looked at players and athletes as collateral damage because they worry more about the bottom line when it comes to money and not the student-athlete line that he talked about, we got to protect the interests of our student-athletes. I just thought about this past season, too, when Ohio State went to Michigan, and three years ago I was able to be at that game when Michigan was able to beat Ohio State for the first time in a long time. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it was one of the most iconic memories that I I, I would ever have for college game day, it's snowing, it being cold, but – you know, seeing all of those fans and how passionate they are about their football, and I view Michigan as a blue blood, as one of the top schools, right? right? But then they go to Ohio State and beat them in Ohio State the following year, and last year they played them again at home. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm laughing, Freddie, is because I remember all the people being on the field again. And right. they made an announcement over the intercom 
could everyone please get off the field so the band could play uh, <laughs> th- their final song? And I'm and I'm saying to myself, like, this is three times in a row. This can be the most his- one of the most historical seasons for the Michigan Wolverines. Right? Why in the hell would you make that announcement? The- Mm-hmm. These know. fans aren't leaving the football field. They were trying to be right proactive now. instead of being reactive. <laughs> yes. That's what they were trying to do. And exactly. More, more than ever before, they're going to have to do that. But somebody is blaming Kyle Filipowski for what happened at the end of the game. He's an FOS friend of the show. He is Chris Canty from Unsportsmanlike. Monday through Friday with him, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. 6, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time on ESPN Radio. He says, what happened to Kyle Filipowski, that injury, and that contact with the fan, don't blame the fans that were storming the court that had no business being there, t- depending on who you talk to. Blame Kyle Filipowski? What happened to Kyle Filipowski over the weekend, that, that's not on the way for his fans. That's on Kyle Filipowski. Like, if you saw the overhead shot, he's the one that stuck his leg out uh, while the fan is storming the court, and he's the one that decided that he was going to flop. In no way, shape, or form is Kyle Filipowski a victim in any of this, all right? Let's cut that out, first of all. What happened over the weekend to Kyle Filipowski is not the case in point when it comes to being against court storming because he absolutely could have controlled what happened to him. Sticking your leg out and trying to trip a fan while they're court storming and getting hurt and injuring your ankle in the process is not something where you can then place blame on Wake Forest or on the the stadium staff. That's on you, Kyle Filipowski. Well, you kind of can place the blame on the Wake Forest athlete, athlete, excuse me, the Wake Forest fans that came out there and were in the direction of Cal Filipowski. You know why? Because they stormed the court and they weren't worried about anybody being in front of them. And Chris Canty, my friend, if you look at it really, really carefully, look at the replay of the up top video you talked about, and you clearly see that fan making a motion of yelling towards Cal Filipowski. It may not have been anything, but if you're Cal Filipowski, you can't take any chances. You got to find a way to protect yourself. So to blame Kyle Filipowski for being injured, Chris Canty, I love you, boss. You're wrong on this one, my friend. Well, I think Myra Metcalf, when we had him on earlier, mentioned something I think that's pivotal in this, right? We can slow it down all we want to. Absolutely. That's not how Kyle Filipowski seen things, right? Things yep. are coming at him full speed, and you're reacting and trying to make sure, you know, something doesn't happen to you, or you also don't know if this person is coming to attack you mm-hmm. or if they're going to move the whole nine. So we can slow this video down all we want to. Real time, they call it real time for a reason. Real yeah. time is real time. No doubt. And those wait for a student – or fans weren't supposed to be on the court. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if someone's coming at me, I, I don't know how I'm going to react because I know how I am at the gas station, Freddie. With well, somebody, hey, man, hey, you don't know me, man. Stay over there by you. You Don't, don't come by my – you don't know me. Yeah. You, Stay you, over there. You just point out something really quickly that a lot of people fail to realize that is very astute by you. I don't think you realized it. Fans are not supposed to be on the court. The NCAA and their member institutions – have allowed this to happen because it's good for business of college basketball and college football. Because there is a policy in place that fans are not allowed on the court at any point during the game. And some places have it. You're not allowed on the court after the basketball game. I've mm-hmm. seen it in plenty of gyms around the country. D2, D3 schools, the whole nine yards as far as that goes. But once the game is over, you're not supposed to be on the court. I wonder if that's a policy in place at Wake Forest. So, in essence, if they're not supposed to be on the court, Harry, they're breaking the law. 
Yep. <laughs> just just putting it out there. Not but, trying but to I start nothing. Freddie, I can't sit here and blame Cal Filipowski for something that's not supposed to be happening Absolutely. while he's on the basketball court. Right, doing his job, being a basketball player at that Being point. where he's supposed to be. Yeah. And believe me, I don't blame security people. I'm not getting trampled by these 18 to 22-year-old people running up in the court with their phones in their hand, not paying attention. They the, say they don't get paid enough. Absolutely. The one guy I saw, he, the court's right over there. He was making sure his line was secure. He, court's right over there. <laughs> I do not make enough money for you guys to run me over because you don't know any better. Scott Beach, one of our favorites, hit us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and at H. Douglas 83. Scott says, you guys are 100% about the NCAA. Athletes are collateral damage. Caitlin Clark has made NCAA big dollars, and so has many athletes. It's always about money, player safety, be damned. By the way, show how much money Caitlin Clark has made for NCAA. The entire Big Ten Conference tournament sold out. All 109,000 tickets sold out because of one person. I can't even imagine how much money the NCAA and the Big Ten are making off of one player. First time ever in Big Ten Women's Conference basketball history. All 109,000 tickets snapped up. And she's not going to be in every game. But it shows you the power of the NCAA knowing that that's a lot of money we're making off our athletes. And that gravy train, Harry's not slowing down anytime soon. Freddie, you know how this ends. Three words. That girl bad. Exactly. Although they may not win the Big Ten, so she will have to be really bad in the Big Ten Conference <laughs> Tournament because Ohio State and all those teams are not playing around with Iowa. He is Harry Douglas and Freddie Cohen together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, you better do yourself a favor and visit Progressive.com slash careers. The main thing, the main thing. The main thing, the main thing. The main thing, the main thing. The main From the top stories in sports. This is a huge story. To the bottom. So we reach the bottom of the barrel. This is 3 Up, 3 Down. We always give you the good and the bad of your sports weekend. You find out who will be sung and who got stung. That's what 3 Up and 3 Down is all about. I'm Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We always go back and forth in terms of one week somebody gets the up and they get the down. For this week, Harry gets the positive. I get the negatory. And we start with number one. I'm going to start with Sacramento Kings guard De'Aaron Fox and the way he did the Los Angeles Clippers last night in the win. 33 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds, also 3 steals. He's averaging 1.9 steals per game as well, averaging 27 points on the season. The way this young man took over last night, you mentioned it, Freddie, after getting that technical foul, he was lights out, and he really put this basketball team on his back. Uh, I think... Playing in Sacramento, he doesn't get the shine and the light he deserves because he's in that small market area. But De'Aaron Fox and the Los Angeles Lakers, they have to play the Kings twice within the next, I think, eight to ten games. They better watch out. They're not going to be sitting right because Mr. Fox is going to have something to say. Send them to the foxhole. (laughs) And you mentioned the Los Angeles Lakers because that is my first down. It's one thing to lose to the Phoenix Suns, and they did that thing 123 to 113. But the Lakers were not thrilled about the foul shooting discrepancy. Phoenix, 18-19. Lakers, 4 of 8. And the King was not happy. A lot of coaches, a lot of teams, like that's all the Lakers do is get to the free throw line. There's like this narrative out there. That's all we do is get to the free throw line. We have attackers. That's what we do. I mean, we, we have attackers. Yeah, we shoot the ball from the, from the perimeter, but we're not shooting 40, 50 threes a game. I mean, we're not that team. Um, we don't have the luxury of being that team. So... 
you know, we're going to the, you know, into the paint. That's what, that's what we're really good at. So, um, you know, to have eight free throw attempts is definitely not us. You know, and uh, I know definitely I got hit a couple times going uh, to the paint tonight. That, that wasn't called, but it is what it is. Well, LeBron, you kind of are a perimeter team because in the gloss yesterday you took 35 threes. <laughs> Five less than the Phoenix Suns. The night before against the San Antonio Spurs, you said that we're not a three-point shooting team. Uh, you were 11 to 27 from the three-point line. So in pace and space NBA, you kind of are that team. Against the Golden State Warriors the night before that, your team took 35 threes. You kind of are that team, LeBron James, when it comes to the Lakers. And for you to complain about a foul free throw shooting discrepancy, I've seen that gone the other way last year. Yeah, in the playoffs, I actually seen it against the Golden State Warriors. But but I will say this. Listen, I can understand you getting fouled, but what I don't understand is when you don't hustle and get back on defense and now the opposing team, are, they're getting wide open looks because you're complaining about a call. Yeah, no doubt about it. E- either way, LeBron, I think you protest too much about things that usually go in your favor. Number two. Number two for me, I'm going to go with the guy that won finals MVP and won a championship last year, Nikola Jokic versus the Warriors. 32 points, 16 rebounds, 6 assists, third straight game with a triple-double. He is a man of very few words, but his game speaks volume, and that's why the Denver Nuggets have an opportunity to go back-to-back Nikola Jokic. Yeah, what he said. As far as that goes, you're exactly right to me. Denver can be Denver. I wonder if anybody can do that in a seven-game series because that team knows exactly how to get it done. My number two, now, there's always unwritten rules in sports. For example, if you're up by a certain amount, you can't steal a base late in the game, throwing a touchdown pass late in the game if you're playing in football. But definitely in basketball, people kind of frown on when you take, for example, a three-point shot in a game that's already decided, especially the winning team. That got next to Nets guard Dennis Schroeder. He was upset that Mike Conley, with the shot clock at one and 23 seconds left to go in the game, the Nets are down by 12, and Mike Conley shot a three late in the game. And he shoved Mike Conley because he believed that was not in the quote-unquote spirit of the game. Never mind the fact that the Brooklyn Nets had not stopped playing defense. They doubled Anthony Edwards in a game that was not even in doubt anymore. He kicks over to Mike Conley. Mike Conley drains the three. And apparently, dumb Schrader... Dennis Schrader decided that's the kind of nonsense we don't need in our game. Never mind the fact Dennis Schrader, I can't, I've lost count how many times that you nudged a guy here, hit a guy there, did something late that was not in the spirit of the game. If you didn't want Mike Conley to take a three-point shot, then why are you guys doubling the basketball in a game that was no longer in doubt when you lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves when that happened over the weekend? Yeah, because clearly Mike Conley thought since you were doubling – Anthony Edwards and leaving him wide open, you guys were still want, wanted to play hard mm-hmm. to the end of the whistle. Yep. But, okay, we'll move it along. Yeah, exactly. We move on to number three. Number three, I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks as my third up. 2-0 and this weekend, right. uh, but the biggest win was against the Minnesota Timberwolves, in my opinion. I thought that win Friday right. could be very pivotal for them moving forward after our all-star break. 
So that's why they're number three on my list this week as, as my third up. Okay. But also, you know, Giannis doing what he's supposed to do. Sure. Damian Lillard doing what he was supposed to do. A right. lot better effort defensively. Yeah. But also Bobby Porter's making a, a, a an appearance off of the bench, okay. playing a big role in it as well. Okay. Well, you got a bonus one, so we skipped number three. And number four. You got a bonus one. Yeah, I'm going Yusef Nurkic, man, versus the Lakers. Big win. I thought he outplayed Anthony Davis. 18 points, 22 rebounds, yep. seven assists. And I have another bonus, number five okay number four number, number five number five i'm gonna go with cam newton in his hat never falling off exactly. during the physical altercation that transpired in the 707 tournament that's a up for me because mm. when people are coming towards your body and they're trying to hurt you and harm you for your hat not to move it man cam you my fifth up this week. Okay, well, I'm going to go back to when it comes to number three. Because there's a whole bunch of uh, wrong going on there. No matter what was said or who was trash talking, you had a youth tournament, seven-on-seven seven tournament. You're supposed to be adults. No matter what side you're on, that's just a big pile of wrong to me. That's just plenty of slices of pie in that wrong. I agree. When it comes to that whole deal. And then one of the coaches was running his mouth like, Man, that bum blank quarterback couldn't throw in the NFL. Do you realize that Cam threw you like he threw a football all over the place? <laughs> and so you go on social media and run your mouth because you know you got almost your manhood thrown outside of a 7-on-7 seven seven event because everybody was running their mouth? How about being an adult around kids? There was a big pile of wrong that happened no matter who and no matter what side you're on involving that brawl in Atlanta at the Cam Newton sponsored 7-on-7 football tournament involving youth players in which the adults are supposed to be adults, and they were the exact opposite of that over the weekend in Atlanta. And, Freddie, that's what I hate about this situation because we're talking about our youth who everyone is supposed to be empowering and, and, and actually showing them the way. And I think some of that got taken away because this overshadowed what was actually going on. Right. And it's, you know, these adults helping these young men be better and compete at one of the highest levels. We talk about 707. Yes, and not throwing behind Atlanta Hero quarterback cannot beat me. Dude, he just threw you like you were a pinata. And that's how you're <laughs> running your mouth. And you're supposed and, and this guy's coaching kids. If that guy's coaching my kid, that's the last guy I want coaching my kid. I don't want that guy anywhere around my kid trying to be the adult in the room when he clearly was a child involved in that situation, no matter what was said one way or the other. So he didn't realize his moment when he messed up. Well, I'm sure plenty of you out there know that exact moment. There's always that instance where you say to yourself, man, oh, man, probably not a good idea to pursue that. We want to hear from you at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. What was that one moment when it was all said and done? When keeping it real goes wrong. And it was the one instance where midway through, in the middle, in the beginning, you said to yourself, man, I messed up. What was your – it was that that moment I realized I messed up situation Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. When keeping it real goes wrong. Starring you next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It is Reggae Monday. I'm Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on SiriusXM Channel 80 and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So we may have to make this like a weekly feature when it comes to... When keeping it real goes wrong. Because we know there are plenty of instances when it involves Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, Shannon Penn... Devin Kane, our producers, we've all had those kind of moments. Over the weekend, that kind of moment happened involving Cam Newton and three other people involved in a seven-on-seven football tournament that Cam Newton was sponsoring in Atlanta over the weekend. And Cam and three coaches from another team, trash talking, going back and forth. They got into a brawl, and those coaches got thrown around a little bit. Whoever was wrong, immaterial. It's always a moment of, man, that moment I realized I messed up, whether it's Cam Newton, the coaches, whatever. What was your, it was at that moment I realized I messed up. We can't wait to hear from you so we can be thoroughly entertained at Triple H say ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. Let's go to North Carolina. That's the home of George. George, what was your, it was at that moment I realized I messed up. Uh, you should always know your parents' background before you try one of them. Oh, boy. Uh, when I was. Uh, in the ninth or 10th grade, I was a big, strong kid playing varsity football. My dad told me something. I don't even remember what it was. I gave him some lip about it. He said, you know, I can whoop you. And I said, I don't think you can. And he said, well, let's go in the backyard. And I'm doing my very best Muhammad Ali impersonation. And I reached out with a left hand and got him on the bridge of the nose and broke his sunglasses. And he backed up, looked at his broken glasses and looked up at me with this weird smile that was no longer my father and put his hands up and came forward. Now, that's the last of my solid recollection. There was a journey from the backyard to the living room that I don't remember anything about. George, George, oh, George. Mighty George. That is a great example of when keeping it real goes wrong. When or, keeping it real goes wrong. My favorite. Your, yeah. your pops used to be that dude. And he, yeah. he probably was waiting on that day, George, for you yeah. to try him. Yeah. It, it had been building. Yes. <laughs> There's a, another reoccurring theme, too. Because when Myron was on, he told us about the mm-hmm. guy on the other side smiled at him. Mm-hmm. When you see a smile and he, it didn't, he didn't recognize the smile, doesn't end well. not good. The, the best part of that whole thing was when he said, 
you should really do homework on your parents' background. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he said that, I'm thinking, uh-huh. oh, boy. I, I, wonder I, did, too, I did homework on both of mine. I wonder, too, if the smile is <laughs> yeah. a little, little bit of pride. It's like, yeah. okay, okay. No. You know? That was that was a Jedi mind trick. No, I, I think it's the smallest. Okay, this this little, you know what, really exactly. Fine. Yeah, and I've been and I've been waiting for this day so I can really show them. I guess I never <laughs> have to worry about my mom and dad's background because I, I growing up looked at my dad. So yeah, my dad does not play around. I pretty much had that intel long before I thought about trying my father or my mother with anything growing up growing up in that house. Look, my brother tried my mom one time. Mm-hmm. She said, get ready for church. He was like, I'm not going to church. She had a Walkman in a plastic bag. Right. Next thing you know, the boy had a unicorn upside his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I said, get ready for church. Mm-hmm. And you know, my clothes got on fast. Now, I was about to say, because she was given that religion one way or the other, especially mm-hmm. involving your brother. John in Missouri, what was your, it was at that moment I realized that I messed up for you. Yeah, man. Hey, you guys are great, by the way. Um, this is I'm first time caller. Thank also, you, brother. But, Appreciate uh, that. Yeah, I was I was I was at a bar with my girl. It's been about 25 years ago, and I couldn't find her. And and I noticed I saw her over, and some some dude was talking to her. And so I uh, went over and kind of tapped him on the shoulder, and I was like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" And he turned around, and then of course, right then I was like, "Oh, uh, you know what?" Uh, <laughs> but it, it was it was Tommy Morrison, you know the the boxer, professional fighter. Yeah. So. We became friends pretty quick because I changed my tune, you know. I was, didn't want any part of it. <laughs> you, can, you can have a Tommy. I don't want her anymore. You're the man, Tommy. You can like, have a Tommy, man. Rocky did you wrong, Tommy. Rocky did you wrong. The fact that, see, John in Missouri learned. Made a business decision. He made a business decision that Tony in Syracuse did not make when he got into a Bam Bam. And the crowd got up and said, give him another one, Bam Bam. Give it to him, Bam Bam. At that point, Tommy knew right away. He's like, I'm going against Tommy Morrison. John in Missouri knew. Yeah. You know what? That's it, it not is, the dude. You know, my, my parents did tell me, man, there's a lot of fish in the sea. There's no reason to get upset about this one young lady. You know what? Tom, Tommy, <laughs> go ahead. At that point, you pull your Kevin Hurt. Give me a hug. Give me a hug. <laughs> I need a hug right that now. That would be a good subplot of not when, yeah. you, you know, it went wrong for you, but mm. when you, you evaluated the decision mm. and you made a business decision mm. the right way. No, he didn't. No, it wasn't a business decision. That was an intellectual decision. When you spin around, <laughs> that's like on site recognition. Ooh, that's Tommy Morrison. Oh, my God. He's, no, no, no. That, that That's not. He ain't for me. Hey, not. he also recognized another thing, man. Sometimes they for the streets. Got to move on. Exactly. Those streets undefeated. Period. in the story. Tim in Milwaukee, what was your – it was at that moment I realized I messed up situation. Hey, it's your residential Saints fan from Milwaukee. Harry. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. A day in the life oh, of a player named Tim. <laughs> nice. Now, when I got a little bit older and I started growing hair in places where I never had it before, there was this one old school guy named House. I thought to myself, I'm from the blockhouse shop. I got it. I ain't going to let him old school me. House jumped up in the air. I jumped as high as I could. Mm-hmm. He put mm-hmm. the ball on the back of his back, mm-hmm. bumped me in the chest, mm-hmm. spent around, and finger rolled. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. <laughs> House said, nope, this is not your moment, Tim. You ever see the movie of Long Come Polly? When all the hair gets in his face? Mm-hmm. That, that was that was him. <laughs> it's not your time, Tim. <laughs> That's what House told you. See, you got to worry about those old school guys. Those are the kind of guys that will take your money. 
Seriously. You think they? Oh, he looks too slow to this. Next thing you know, your pockets are empty and your game is empty. He, he they, they should know better at a certain point. You realize you're talking about yourself, Freddie. <laughs> I've been taking no, 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 no. I'm saying a long time. No, no, no. You be in the gym, you know. People be like, "Who's this?" Tell guy? them, Dale. And then you know, you give them the one-two, the step. I love it. <laughs> the one-two. More than a minute ago, when it comes to stuff like that, I leave that for you. The pull-up jumper, wet. <laughs> how, how wet? How wet is this jumper? Super Dale? wet. Pacific Ocean wet. That's how wet it is. <laughs> Stephen, Florida, 888-729-3776. Thanks for joining us. And Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Big Steve, what was your – it was at that moment I realized I messed up situation, my friend. So I was uh, in my mid-20s, and I thought I was, you know, king whatever. Um, and I was talking to, like, three girls at once trying to play them all against each other. Okay. So I make it. So I make a date with one of them to meet him at the bar, and I pull up and walk in the bar, and all three are sitting there waiting for me. Mm-mm. Oh, Mm-mm. now, now, Steve, keep going. Yeah, elaborate more. What happened after you walked? Yeah, in? that's what I want to know. So I tried to play it cool and say, "Well, you know, well, hi guys, what are we doing there?" Um, but I pretty much got laid into by all three of them, and then they all kind of just left me there standing at the bar. Oh, man, Steve. See, Steve, see, you got to realize something. Steve may have been about it, about it, but they weren't with it, with it. <laughs> Steve, as soon as as soon as soon you seen all three of them, you should have immediately just walked out. Man, I'm at the wrong bar. I ain't even supposed to be at this exactly. one. At that point, just, you just like, turn around, yeah. go to another spot. Like the meme with the Simpsons when they walk in with the hat, takes his hat off, and then turns right around and puts his hat back on and leaves. Yeah, that would have been the plan of action. At mm-hmm. that point, you just got to take well, – that, now, he took three L's. Yep. Not three ladies, three L's. Three L's. <laughs> Period in the story. Brad in Virginia, what was your – it was at that moment I realized I messed up situation. Yeah, I've got a few of those I messed up in this story um, and regrets. Oh, boy. But I was at my friend's house in high school, and he had this brand-new high-powered uh, BB gun, and he, he took me outside to let me, you know, check it out or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, well, you, you can mess with it. I've got to go inside real quick. And he went in, and I was shooting it and then heard a noise and realized that I had shot out his car window that was parked out on the road. Oh, my gosh. So that was my first I messed up. <laughs> so I doubled down, and later that night I snuck out of my house at, like, 2 in the morning with my BB gun and drove back to his road, and to cover it up, I shot out two or three other car windows that were parked on the street. Wow. Brad, you're a savage. Why are you waking up at one thirty two in the morning to go do what you already messed up and did he again? Figured, he probably figured, you know, if I shut a couple other windows, then they wouldn't think it was me. they think some random person just doing this. His logic is not flawed, by the way. His logic is not flawed. My goodness, you did not get through in the phone. You can always hit us up on Twitter. What was your, it was at that moment I realized I messed up. When keeping it real goes wrong. It is a COVID ESPN and an H Douglas 83. Keep weighing in. Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. This will be out in other news because you're bringing that news. What was that moment you realized you messed up in that situation? That's how we're going to end the show today. Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together with Freddie and Harry. And this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. 
Freddie and Harry, reggae money coming at you. You got Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So because a brawl happened over the weekend at a 7-on-7 football tournament hosted by Cam Newton in Atlanta, Georgia, and believe me, when you see the video, I give those two guys a lot of credit winning Cam Newton. They were trying to fight that good fight, but they were getting thrown around a little bit. What was your, it was at that moment I realized I messed up. What was your. When keeping it real goes wrong. Moment. We want to hear from you to close out the show at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. One of our new favorites is Marvell in St. Louis. Marvell, what was your, it was at that moment I realized I messed up situation. All right, fellas, I went to, I went to a D2 school on a track and field scholarship. So I was, I was pretty athletic. I was a triple jumper. Okay. And me and my buddies in the intramural game. And one of the guys off the regular basketball team was playing the game. You know, he was just out there goofing around, had his shoes untied. I done been to a couple games, you know what I'm saying? I ain't really see dude go off like that. So I score, I score a couple buckets. I get a steal. I get a dunk. I'm talking stuff. You know, there's girls on the sideline. My boy's like, hey, man, chill out. Dude really like that. I'm like, nah, man, he ain't. Man, they must have called timeout. They came out of the timeout. Dude's shoes was laced up tight. Mm-mm. And he went to work, man. He started crossing me over. He was going stop and go. He was pulling one dribble across half court, man. He made my knees touch. Ain't nobody ever did that to me, man. <laughs> as soon as you see them shoes come out that timeout uh-huh. and them shoes were tied tighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like mm. it's like when you get ready to fight a guy and the fight the guy didn't say anything, but he takes off his wristwatch and his coach. At that point, you better apologize very, very quickly. Yeah, if he getting that ball at, hey, one four low, one four low, yeah. I got him. <laughs> ISO, I got him. <laughs> Go like ISO Joe Johnson from the NBA. I don't need no pick. I don't need no pick. I got him. I got him. Good, good. Shoot, I got him. <laughs> Daniel, Illinois, what was your – it was at that moment I realized that messed up situation, brother. Yeah, when I was 10 years old, me and my nine-year-old brother were playing WWE in the swimming pool. Uh I had him in a full Nelson, and I thought it would be epic to take him down by hitting his forehead against the side of the pool. Well, I missed his forehead, and he started crying, and he had a knocked-out front tooth. I've told him sorry a hundred times. I still don't feel better than the day it happened, but let me tell ESPN Radio. I messed up. Maybe I'll feel a little better. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, good. Man. Good on you, man. Still, still carrying that burden. Yeah, because his brother Snagapuss. Yuck mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you imagine? He has a missing tooth. Can you, can you imagine explaining that to your parents? What were you doing in the pool? Well, I was pulling a Hulk Hogan and stop right there. <laughs> That's enough of that. Ooh. Stop right there. Every time he smiles, he thinks about his brother. I guarantee you, every time his brother this smiles, he thinks exactly. He's thinking about him, no question about that. Man, oh man, I hope that false teeth came in or the new tooth came oh, in, whatever that man. is. Poor thing. Snag a tooth. Aaron in, <laughs> in Iowa, what was your? It was at that moment I realized that messed up situation. Hey, how's it going, guys? We're First off, Freddie and Harry, I love listening to your show. Listen to it every day on my way home. Appreciate you. Um, it's actually not me. Uh, let me set the scene. It's my sophomore year of football. My brother's a senior. We're both on the D-line with another D-tackle. Uh, I'm 285. He's 270, and the other guy's about 265. And the, the center kept chopping out my brother's legs every play, every play. So he comes back to the huddle, looks at me, and the other guy and goes, hey, can I get a little help with this guy? We're like, oh, absolutely. So the guy goes to chop out my brother's legs. The three of us just pick him up, slam him down on his back, and he's looking up. I walked over and stood there and said, 
don't chop my brother's legs no more. It's not wise. <laughs> that boy never once, every play after that, he like backed up and never once dove my brother's legs again. So <laughs> That's what I'm at that moment, about. he knew Solid. he had messed up. Solid. That's yes, sir. You stand up and you take up for your brother I, no matter I, what. I love the frontier justice. Oh, if you keep it up, you're going to mm-hmm, and find out. <laughs> F-A-F-O. I need a little help with this guy over here. Y'all, you guys got me? Solidarity. You love that, no especially problem. on the defensive line, too, where he didn't have anywhere to go. Hey, I th- you know my motto, one band, one sound, baby. We better move in unison. Or in this case, three dudes, one hit. <laughs> 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 you, he became the hitty and not the hitter as far as that goes. Andrew, in North Dakota, one last one. What was your? It was at that moment I realized that messed up situation. What's up, guys? First of all, I want to say hello, Harry. I'm a diehard Titans fan, so I appreciate you. Nice. Thank you, Andrew. Um, moment I realized I messed up. So we're playing in our adult basketball league against some um, former NAIA college basketball players, and we got off to a hot start. We went up like 25 to what, like 10 and a half. And, you know, I'm talking my talk, and I was like, yeah, yeah, we on that. And worst idea ever. Beginning of the second half, they were full court pressing. We ended up losing ninety five to thirty. Only Ooh. scored five points in the second half. Oh, oh. We're, full, we're gonna full court press him. He can't dribble. <laughs> we're gonna put that press on him. Damn, ninety four feet. Five points in the second half. I would have, I would have put taken off my shoes. We I on that. Out. We, we on that. <laughs> five points in the second half. You know they tried to get a hundred. You oh, yeah. know they tried to get 100. Full court press. Oh, five points in the second half. Oof. I hope his girlfriends weren't around. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Amber and Ian comes your way next. They got more on court storming and why it should be banned or stay around. This has been Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN Radio. God bless and keep cool. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.